Welcome back to Leatherheads Footy. My name's Morgan, and on this episode, I'm doing my round six AFL fantasy trades. So, end of round five, heading into round six. Looking at my team, I've decided I've basically got three options when it comes to this trade. I've got 200k left in the bank, and it's getting to that point in the season where I'm starting to downgrade these bench rookies. Last week, Alwyn Davey was named out. He potentially was just rested for a week, but I can't have him sitting on my bench not playing, so I downgraded him to Matthew Johnson, and this week I'm going to be doing similar. The target I have for this week is Oliver Hollands. I think he's really stagnated with his cash generation, and out of him, you know, Philippou, McKenzie, he's the one that doesn't really have that ceiling. He's playing on the wing, and he's going to start to get tired, uh, particularly being quite a smaller body. He doesn't really get involved in much tackling. He relies on his marks to get involved. And this is around the time of the year where these first-year guys will start to get rested. We've seen that already. Like Cam McKenzie was named as an emergency to give him a little bit of a rest. He played 20% game time, so he should be freshened up a little bit. Philippou played half forward for the start of the year, and now he's starting to get a little bit more time up the ground and just starting to get involved a little bit more. Ashcroft does have fantastic tra- training standards and endurance, so I think he should be okay. Um, Um, And even Jimby is starting to get a little bit tired. You can see that. But with how well he scored earlier in the year, and hopefully he only played 50% game time, hopefully he freshens up a little bit. But I think a rest might be on the cards for him. Sheasel is probably the only one that I'm pretty confident with. Given his role, I don't think he's had to work as hard as some of the other guys, um, particularly like the difference between wing and half back. You're running a lot more on the wing. And he also had like surprisingly really high endurance. He was one of the highest uh, ranked on the beep test or the yo-yo test, whatever it is, 2K time trial, the endurance testing at the draft last year. So I'm pretty happy with him. So I'm looking at downgrading Oliver Hollands. I've got a few guys that are still generating more cash than him. And with that downgrade, I'm going to go to Matt Roberts from the Swans. He had his best score of the year and was a little bit in and out of the side, but he was named as emergency in the first couple of weeks, which gives me a little bit of confidence that he will be best 22 for at least a little bit longer. The Swans did have injuries, quite a few injuries, and that led to him being named um, in the starting 22. But I think because he was named emergency and he played in the practice matches, he was pretty close. I think it's not necessarily a case of him just being the only available player to come in after injuries. I think he was already around the best 22. So I like him. Uh, If we go to 200K players, uh, 200 to 300, he's first on that list with a score of 64. Um, So I'm going to be bringing him in and, as I mentioned, going to be trading out Ollie Hollands. Due to having that 200k on the bench or in the bank already from last week, that gives me 400k. And this is where it gets interesting. I'm, I'm settled on that trade. I think that's good, uh, provided obviously Roberts gets named and I have no more, no other outs that I need to trade out. Um, I'm happy with that trade. Then this is where it gets interesting. So my three options are I can trade Darcy Wilmot. Because I'm holding Will Day at the moment, I'm, I should mention this as well. I'm holding Will Day for the second week of his suspension. I've looked at the, um, the coaches' changes. You can see that if you've got the pro subscription on AFL Fantasy, you can see who's been traded in and out. There's a few people that are trading out Will Day this week, which makes no sense because it means they wouldn't have traded him in being suspended. It means that they've held him for one week of a two-week suspension and then trading him out now. That is ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. You've already taken the bullet and then you're trading him out before you can get the benefit of that. So that's not good. Um, and I think... Tom Green definitely hold. It's only a one-week suspension, um, and it's not it's not worth a trade. You, like you're not even going to get a better player. He's averaging 108, so 
you could go up to Oliver, but then I feel like that's a bit of a waste of a trade because Green could potentially be a top eight mid. Um, and especially if you picked him from the start, he's been a really good value selection. So you've got him for a cheaper price. If you trade him out now uh, and then potentially he goes on a crazy run, you will trade him back in, you're losing money because you're, you're buying him at that inflated price. So I'm holding those two. It means that my defense is a little bit exposed. I've got currently the two rookies on field. Um, in Wilmot and Jimby. I, having Will Day there does mean I can loophole though. So whoever plays first out of these guys, I can have a look at them and see if I want to take their score. If they score anything over about 45, I'll probably take it because you know Cowan's averaging 40 and Wilmot's averaging 53. So I'm just trying to avoid disaster at this point. I'm not shooting for like a 70 or 80 or anything ridiculous. Um, so one of the options is I can trade Wilmot. I wish I could trade Cowan, but I just can't get a good defender. I can trade Wilmot up to Tom Stewart or Liam Baker, um, which, I yeah, I like. Poor, it's tough. It's really tough. Uh, Baker's got forward status, which is really handy. I just like Stuart more. I like him as a player, so he's potentially... <coughs> pardon me. He's one of the options, is Wilmot up to Stuart. That's a really good trade, because that gets a rookie off-field. Um, Wilmot... He's doing pretty well. He's still got a little bit of cash to make. Ideally, if I could trade Cowan to Stewart, that would be my trade for the week. Because I have to trade Wilmot, who's still making a little bit of cash, break-even of 26, average of 53. I'm a, I'm a little bit hesitant to do that one. The other trade of the three trades that I can do is Finn Callahan up to any mid out, um, besides Crouch, Steele, and Oliver. Which is a shame, because... <laughs> They're kind of the guys that I want. I really want Oliver. I, I, yeah, I don't mind that because Callahan's a mid-price sort of stepping stone and that's textbook trading. You're getting a guy who's averaging 68 up to a guy who's averaging sort of 110, 105, 110. That's improving your team by 40 points. I really like that trade. That's textbook as well. The trade that I think I'm going to go with is just the most tempting because it gets me this guy, Clayton Oliver who is on a tear. He got tagged last week, still finished with 40 touches and scraped to 108. And when you scrape to 108 and that's your lowest score of the year after being tagged, that shows the kind of form that this guy's in. Look back at his stats. He's been in the competition for seven years. He debuted in 2016 after being drafted in 2015. He averaged 68 in his first year and he's averaged 100 every year since. So he's an incredible fantasy player, incredible fantasy pedigree. And every year, give or take, you'll have a player that goes 120 for the year. I think that guy's Clayton Oliver this year. I've said it on previous videos. I'm very, very tempted to get him in. To get him in, I have to trade out a guy who's probably more of an underpriced premium. And that's going to be Andy McGrath. I joked about him last week that he's sort of being too average to trade him out. But... He's the one that I could go to Oliver. Those are my three options. I can go Wilmot to Stewart. I could go Callahan up to, I'm thinking Laird at this stage, Laird or Miller, but I'm thinking Laird. Or I can go McGrath up to Oliver. The decision-making process behind this is, is kind of tricky because you have to weigh up a few different things. McGrath is averaging 80. He'll probably continue to average 80 for the year. Whereas Wilmot's averaging 53 and uh, Callahan's averaging, you know, 68, 70. So the Wilmot trade is a lot more textbook. It really strengthens my defense, brings in a keeper, 
in Stewart or Baker. I think they're both going to be right around that mark. And Baker with that forward status is very handy. So that I think that is the more textbook trade. If I was being really disciplined, that's the trade that I would do. The other one is Callahan. I think he hasn't quite maxed out in price. And he's still capable of scoring 60s and 70s on field, which is really good. Um, for someone his price, he's, he's sort of an inflated rookie. And he's he's been performing relatively well. I think he's get, still getting a little bit tired. And playing on the wing, maybe not as prolific a role as some of the others. So, I, But, you know, I'm bringing in Laird or Miller, who's going to be like a top 10 mid. Um, especially Laird, like if... If I could get Laird in and then he's just had a shaky start, like he played Power and Frio and then GW, uh, GWS did some, I don't know if it was a tag or something, but they really targeted him and kept him to his lowest score in ages in round one. If he just had a tough run to start the year and then he gets back to 120, then that's definitely the move because I'm sort of saving 10 points in my team. But one of the philosophies that I'm trying to really settle on is don't compromise. Even though Miller and Laird are both fantastic players, Oliver is the guy for me. He's the one that I think will be the top averaging player of the year and quite comfortably. Maybe Tim English will give it a bit of a shake. But, I, yeah, and the run that Oliver's got in his next couple, he plays Richmond, North, the Suns and Hawthorne. Like, Richmond don't tag, North don't tag, Suns don't tag. North and Suns are giving up heaps of points to midfields. And Hawks might tag him, but I just it'll have to be like Connor Nash because no one else, Finn McGuinness isn't big enough to go with him. Um, and he's shown, like Oliver, I saw a stat, for players that have been tagged, the discrepancy between their games when they weren't tagged and when they were tagged, Oliver's basically doesn't change. He's, he's almost unstoppable. And in the form that he's in at the moment, peak of his career, Melbourne are a strong team, even though they've, they're losing the odd game. I think he's just going to go on an insane run to finish the year. And I can lock in a captain that is reliably going 120, which shouldn't be underestimated. That's, that's sort of the, the other factor. Like if, if Oliver wasn't a captain selection, it would make this decision a lot better. But any, any difference between him and, say, a Laird, if there's five points between him and the Laird, if I've got the captaincy on Oliver, that becomes 10 points each week, and that can add up quite quickly. So those those are the three options. I I don't like making these videos typically because I'll say I'm doing one thing and then by the time lockout comes, maybe there's a team selection thing that changes my mind or maybe I'll just change my mind. I'm human, obviously. I make mistakes. Not putting the E on Marshall last week and missing 134 points. Proofs I'm human in case you were in any doubt. But at this stage, I'm leaning towards Oliver. I just want to get him in. It's... Yeah, My, and another of the philosophies was jump on the runaway train. Every year you see these like these runaway train players, like Laird last year, um, Took and Jack Steele the year before, like Tom Mitchell, Brody Grundy. When they've when they've been these clear best players, nothing really changes. They continue to score at that level, and if you don't get on them early in the year, you 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 could get on them late. They pro like when their price starts to plateau, but they're, it's not plateauing low. It's plateauing really really high. And the later you get on them, you, the less value you're getting for that price, if that makes sense. So if, like, his price is probably not going to go that much up or down from this point, but if you pay it now, you're going to get more value because you get more weeks with him in the team. I've talked about that on a previous video as well. That's philosophy. I've, I've been wanting to bring him in for three weeks now, and just because of injuries and not being able to afford it with the downgrades I was doing, I couldn't. This is the first week when I can sort of bring him in, but it does require trading out a guy who's averaging 80 and who isn't the worst player in my team, which goes against 
uh, like the basic philosophy of fantasy, which is trade out your worst players first. Don't trade out your guys that are actually performing at a pretty good level. So that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at at the moment. It's either going to be Oliver for McGrath, Stewart for Whit, uh, Wilmot, or Laird for Callahan. Pending team news, I'm going to bring in Clayton Oliver. So we'll just have a look at what that looks like. Obviously, he's not a defender, but because of the dual position additions of Zebel and Sheasel, nice rhyming names, I can throw Zebel into the back line, Oliver into the forward line, and then Philippou swaps with Oliver to bring Oliver into the midfield. I just really like the look of Clayton Oliver in my team. I, I wouldn't mind Laird either. Laird or Miller, also good options. I'm leaning towards Laird. So, you know, Laird or Oliver, a bit of a price difference at the moment, but that's, that's what I'm looking at at the moment. As you can hear, I'm not settled on it, but that's that's kind of... Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. You'll see in the round six review what I end up going with, but at the moment, this is what I'm leaning towards. I'll see you next time.